Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Joy. This past weekend, I actually had my school's homecoming, so it was my last homecoming as a student. I got to host Janelle's roommate, which was kind of crazy, and show her what USC was like. And I am currently just getting everything I need for my brother's wedding this weekend together, like last minute changes to my dress, but we won't talk about that and all of that good stuff. So I... I'm excited about Melanina Miles. Actually, in one of my classes this semester, I've been working on designing different things for Melanina Miles, like the newsletter and merch, possibly. So let us know on social media if you're interested in things like that. But that's my check-in for the week, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Janelle checking in, and this week I'm doing Hamptons Homecoming. This is my school's homecoming. It'll be very lit. Events are happening all week long. This year's theme is a different world. So there's going to be a roller skating party, the typical fashion show, a concert. This year we're having the baby. There's also the step show and um, the tailgate and the game, like always. And of course, there's parties every night hosted by different organizations and alumni, etc., Hamptons homecoming is definitely a holiday, a Hampton holiday, and we just finished midterms last week, so I plan to be late all week long. Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles and our study abroad series. So today we are wrapping up the series with part three, which is all about your experience in a new country from arrival to departure. And also we're just going to reflect on what we took away from our study abroad program at the end of the episode. So if you are just coming back to the series or just coming to the series, make sure you go back to part one to learn about our individual experiences studying abroad and go back to part two to learn about how to choose a study abroad program and everything you have to do to prepare to leave. So, hey, Janelle. Hey. (laughs) You're so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what it's like actually being abroad. What advice we give. Yeah, let's do some actionable steps. So like part one, we really just like we're giving you stories, give you anecdotes. But part three is really about like you are in a foreign country and here's what you got to do so you don't struggle the whole time. Yeah. 
Yes. So (laughs) one major thing that's going to happen when you're studying abroad is being with a host family. That's pretty much. Yeah. I know people did like an apartment with like foreign students, but host families are the way to go. But there are like things that could go wrong. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So host families are, unless you do like an apartment or something, like they're pretty much unavoidable. Um, You're going to have a host, at least one host parent. I had one. Choi had several different situations. (laughs) 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 And like she talked about that before in the last episodes. But like one thing, like what type of advice would you give Joy for like dealing with host parents? Yeah, so I'd say you get like a little profile about them like before you get there and it's probably gonna be like who they are, like what type of job they have and like how old they are and like what they do, maybe how many students they've had. I know it's common to bring like welcome gift or like thank you gift for hosting me. I think I brought, I brought my like, I got a thank you gift for my first host family just because I didn't think I would be switching so I didn't have enough time to get a gift for the second one but it was literally just like something small like I think I got it at like Target I don't know but it was like really small but like you know just so they like thanks for agreeing to let me live here for the next four months and I think my other advice for host parents is like if there's one or if there's two understanding like the roles in the house they might be different than like what you're used to at, at in the U.S. and they might have different expectations as you as like a student so like one example is like the host mom might do all the laundry for the house or she might all the cook for the house so you just need to know like what your place is because sometimes it's like rude to like cook for yourself in the kitchen like depending on like what the host mom's role is do you have anything else and on like parents yeah definitely follow all of the rules that they I mean like most of the time like as soon as you get there the host parents will kind of like tell you or try their best to explain like the rules they have for the house there's usually like always a rule like with the shower like how long you can be in there also like you just want to make sure you have like an open line of communication like a super honest like situation like when you're there it sucks like if you don't like the food like just try and tell them because they're gonna like keep making the food like (laughs) or not yeah oh my gosh I had really bad food and it really was like like even if I didn't like one it wasn't like I didn't like one thing it was like I didn't like everything and but it was like because I had already switched host families it was like one I probably it would have been pointless to switch again and two they were really nice so I didn't want to live with like a mean host like family and then like like I can always go buy food but like you know you want to feel like welcomed when you come into yeah where you're living for sure yeah your situation is like it's a bit more dramatic I guess (laughs) (laughs) but like say like if you don't like one specific dish that they make like don't let them keep making that dish like every week for you like let them know like this isn't your favorite thing in the world like (laughs) so they don't keep wasting their time and like money on make that and then also like because I definitely had a situation where a friend was like they didn't like the food that their host mom was making so they would like throw it away but they didn't know that what they were throwing the food away in was the laundry bag and not the trash bag oh my god so so when the host mom went out to do like laundry she like noticed all this like nasty food in the in the trash or like in the bag and it just like ended up being a very awkward situation for that like group the whole summer so you know you want to avoid those type of situations yeah um i say like my and sometimes you have to know like your boundaries of like what you're willing to live with so like the reason I switch host families like my first host mom or whatever you want to call her she was very environmentally friendly so when you first hear that you're like 
like, oh, that's a positive. Like, that's mm. good. But she like would get mad at us and like actually like yell if we like didn't, you know, follow the rules that she literally told us like the day before. So one example is like the lights. Like in Spain, they're really conservative with like electricity, but like she took it to a next level. So like if we like say I left my room to like quickly like grab something in the family room, which is right next to me, like she'd be like, la luz, la luz. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally stepping out of my room for like six. And like, if I was like up late studying doing homework, she'd be like, you're still up. Like, make sure you turn the light off when you go to bed. And like, just like she would get like really mad at us if we like didn't do that. And she also like had like a weird way of like doing the dishes. She like would have a bowl of soap water and like she did all the dishes in that. She would rinse off the dishes into that same bowl. And I don't know like how often those bowls got replaced because (laughs) it was just like this is this could be unsanitary. And like, it was like, you're washing the dishes with cold water. Like she wouldn't add new water to it. Um, yeah. That's... And th- yeah, another weird thing was like, not weird, but she had like four trash cans for like different recycling and like composting. And like me and my roommate are like, just not used to that. So we didn't know which trash can things went in. And like, mm-hmm. she would get mad at us if we like accidentally like put a tea bag in the trash can instead of the composting or like, just like weird stuff. I'm like, how am I supposed to know yeah. <laughs> what your trash cans are? So yeah, that was like, that was, Sheesh. that was yeah, that situation. It, it was just very specific and yeah. just very random, but you never know. Like people are also very specific. We were her first student she hosted and we kind of just felt like we were a burden to her. So we asked to switch host families and we were out in like two days, like the day after we complained. So our program was like, oh, that's yeah, definitely like, well, obviously you weren't in that situation, but most like people that I know that studied abroad have been like in a host family where like they've hosted before. So, so like, if, especially if like your host family has hosted before, I'm sure they've heard like complaints before. So like, don't feel like super stressed if you have like something to say to them or whatever. But if you are in that situation where it's like the first, you're the first student to like live in that house, still don't be like afraid to say something. But like, there's like, I guess like a bit more stress if you're in like that type of situation that Joy was in. Cool. Um, so I think we can switch from host families and talk about more like the study aspect of study abroad because that does yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is where I also took an L in the study abroad arena because everyone was like, oh, this program's so easy. Like it's a breeze. And of course they changed like all the professors, the programming, the year I get to spade. And it's so hard. It was like my hardest semester at USC, like out of like oh, everything. Sheesh. It was so hard. But <laughs> I feel, how was yours? Was yours just breeze? Yeah, mine wasn't bad. And also just because I didn't have actual grades I was in a pass-fail system so I wasn't as stressed about my classes as long as I could like pass and get a C I was okay because it wasn't going to like go on my transcript <laughs> or anything yeah my grades actually went on my transcript which is also just like a different like usually doesn't happen with study abroad like even at USC don't like most of the study abroad programs are pass-fail but because USC has a satellite campus in Madrid and the professors there are employees of USC all of our grades were like counted. Dang, that's but even I guess even if you are in a pass fail situation or getting actual grades, it's still important to like actually study sometimes. <laughs> and like studying abroad can be super fun because you can travel and like learn new things and do all like these crazy things or whatever. But there's also like actual coursework and you don't want to like yeah. and you're like paying to be abroad. So you might as well <laughs> Yeah, you pay still paying that tuition. Yeah, and also exactly. like I was taking classes in Spanish. So it was helping my language a lot, even though it was like a lot of work 
but like, you know, class discussions, we had class discussions, we had presentations, like all of that stuff helped with the language, even if you're not necessarily like very excited about the content. Yeah. And even like, because like the way my program was, a lot of the students were from all over the place. Mm -hmm. So Spanish was like the easiest way to communicate with everybody. Yeah. So like you definitely had to use your language. Were you able to pick your own classes or were they like chosen for you? Yeah, we picked, well, I had picked my own based off of like what I needed for my minor. So I took like a business class. I took like a culture class. It was like a literature class actually. And then I also took like two language classes. Gotcha. Yeah, I took, I took a cinema class, a literature class, like a culture class and art history class. And the art history class was the only one we took. I took an English, but you could take it in Spanish if you wanted to. But I just felt like I didn't know like art terms in English, let alone like to learn the translation. (laughs) Yeah, that would. And then, oh, also just like actually being abroad, especially in Spain, well, in Salamanca, at least like people go out all the time, like from Wednesdays to Sundays. It's like nightlife (laughs) is a big thing. Yeah. So like it is like there were certain times where like I wanted to go out and like do things. But then also I had like a test or like some big presentation the next day. And like yeah. sometimes I was willing to like risk it. But <laughs> no, yeah, the people in my program were adamant. Like they would bring their luggage to class and I'd be like, this what? is awkward. Like so they catch their flight right after class or like they would leave in the middle of class to like go on a flight somewhere. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, I don't know what their grade were at the end of the semester but I was in class I was very adamant about making sure I didn't miss class just because we also had like our attendance counted like for um that and like if you took any sick days that was basically the only days you could miss so like I wasn't like I was making sure I had sick days in case I did get sick so I was in a weird predicament with my professor yeah that that makes sense and like did you did you do like homework on weekend trips or did you get it done before you went I got it done before I went like I didn't have too much like stressful homework like I didn't really have like many papers or anything like that to write oh my gosh I wish I was you like we would be writing papers on trains and the airports we were like literally we had like packets of reading I just stopped taking my homework stuff but my roommate oh my gosh her backpack would be so huge because she would have to pack for the weekend trip and she would have like her laptop laptop we literally had like eight textbooks for the semester like oh my gosh yeah that's a lot like you were the change with your program like when we left that feedback form like for the end of the program we all went in we were like how dare you do this to us like this ain't yeah that sounds like a lot no um I definitely they did like a good well I guess also I didn't have as many like I only had like two hours of classes like in the morning so I had more free time and wasn't really like stressed about skipping class or anything like that so I don't know like I guess I just wasn't as stressed <laughs> as you guys were yeah no I, we were just on the struggle bus like period all right next topic languages so if you're going to somewhere where you're not you don't speak the native language there's basically like two ways this would happen like one you have to learn a completely new language or you're continuing learning a language like you've already like took a few classes or whatever whatever so i'm going to talk about learning a new language and janelle you can talk about like continuing to learn language so like if you're learning a new language i'd say if you have the opportunity take classes before you leave whether that's like an actual class at your university or maybe like there's like a language club at your school or even just like an online Rosetta Stone 
phone type thing. But there's like apps you can use like Duolingo. There's you can go on YouTube and probably find people teaching you how to speak the language and like get the basics. Definitely like be at a like a level one, I'd say like Spanish one, Italian one, French one. That'll help you so much. Like even if you're taking classes in English or whatever language you speak, like you're still gonna have to interact with locals. Your host family might not speak English. Like be able to like say, hey, how's it going? And like, where is this? <laughs> yeah. Did you have people in your program that like didn't know Spanish at all for coming? No, we were all majors and minors. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we like had- you had to take like, you had to be an upper vis to go on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We had one person that literally knows Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Was it awkward? Like, how did they navigate that? Well, they were lucky because they stayed with the host family and the host family like didn't speak English, but they had a roommate that was like pretty good at Spanish and the roommate helped them like kind of communicate with the family. Yeah, that's good. And and like, and like, honestly, after like a couple weeks of just like going through classes and just living in Spain, she picked things up pretty quickly. So yeah, but continue. Sorry. Yeah, um, I say that's like, just make sure you don't like, I, your experience will be so much better with having some language under your belt. And when you get there, like continue to try and learn the language, you know, you just, I feel like that's a goal. Like if that's one of your goals is to like walk away, like knowing the language, like put in the effort. Like that's all I have to say about that. For sure. And then if you already kind of like started learning a language and you're just going to continue to learn a language, studying abroad is like one of the best ways to do that. Honestly, um, like we said before, like classwork like really helps you like solidify like language skills and like doing presentations and stuff. But also like you can just immerse yourself and like go out like at night with locals and like friends in your study abroad program. Several times have I just like gone out and we'll talk about like nightlife and stuff later in like another episode but like that's like the best like Spanish I've learned I feel like (laughs) just going out at night and stuff with like friends and just locals in the area also just like trying new restaurants and just like practicing Spanish like with waiters and like people in the area like they'll help you out they'll like I mean they'll obviously know you're a tourist at a certain point but they'll definitely like try and like keep you in the loop and like actually make you practice Spanish also just like oh do you want to talk no saying like those are really good tips like really just don't be afraid because for you know it you're gonna have like one week left in your program and you're gonna be like dang yeah. I should have like should have talked to that one waiter or that cute boy <laughs> like, for sure just you know live your best life like you're yeah. probably only do this one time in your life yeah for sure like don't just like spend your night like there were people in our program that also would just like stay in their like stay like at home all the time and just kind of like watch tv and then like not really go out but like definitely immerse yourself in like because you're not going to do this very often I feel like <laughs> might as well just enjoy it whatever the language is at the country you're going to like try your best to like think and speak it all the time like after so long of doing that you're just going to become like it's impossible not to be (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that but I mean like if you're really focused like I feel like in my thing since there was so many study abroad people like you can find people that spoke English so like it was easy to kind of get around it but if you're in an area like where really everybody's speaking Spanish like you can't find anyone to speak English with you like you're gonna oh yeah you're gonna be way better yeah <laughs> and then also just like watching like like even if it's like before you're going abroad and you're like at home and already know a good amount of whatever languages watch like movies or tv shows in the mm-hmm. language you're trying to learn like I watch so many like Spanish telenovelas or like <laughs> and that like definitely helped my listening skills like what's that Spanish like show on Netflix like elite with like <laughs> yeah with the kids from yeah. like the, the private kids like that right. show was good <laughs> 
And like, you can start off with like, turn the subtitles on or something at first, but eventually like, you won't even need them. Like, you'll just be watching it and just be like, wow. And they're so dramatic, mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Like <laughs> My cinema class really helped with this because we were watching like films from like the early 1900s, like from Cuba. And we were just like, we don't know what they're saying this. But then by the end of the semester, we were like, we understand all dialect, but we still need them subtitles. Like films are so hard. Yeah. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah. Those were really good tips. As far as like kind of going with that culture theme, we can talk about like a couple of things like food, homesickness, culture shock, and like friends. So that's like what we're going to get into next on that culture front. Okay. So food, I would say be careful in countries where food poisoning is common. So my friend, she got food poisoning when she went to Morocco and like Latin America countries. I know you have to make sure you have like all your immunizations, Latin America, Africa, even just like, you know, just make sure you look at the notices of like what foods are safe to eat. And if you need any like immunizations, like hepatitis or all of those, even like non-food related sicknesses, like yellow fever, typhoid, I had to get those to go to Brazil. So make sure you get all of those done before you leave. And also make sure you get it done like a couple weeks before you leave, because sometimes it takes a little while to kick in for you to be like completely in the clear. Okay. And then for like, if you get homesick pretty easily, my like biggest tip is to honestly tell your family and your friends to download like WhatsApp, GroupMe, like whatever apps there are out there for communication, like make sure they have them downloaded before you leave. So like while you're there and you have Wi-Fi yeah. and data, like you can stay in contact with them in case like, you know, sometimes it can get like study abroad seems like super appealing and exciting, like when you're not doing it. But then sometimes when you actually start doing it and like after like two months in, you're just like really stressed and you miss like your mom or whatever. Like right. that's definitely understandable. It happens like to everyone. Yeah. For me, yeah. um, I knew ahead of time, like I was going to be homesick. So I was like, I need somebody to visit me while I'm out here. So like, <laughs> I hope my family like make sure they come during spring break just because I knew I would want to see them. Yeah. And especially like if you're on different time zones as like home, mm-hmm. like Spain was like six hours, I think. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like if you're in Asia, that can be worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like just make sure like you kind of like set up like certain times, like make sure you like your family knows like what time would be the best time for you like you know what time the best time for them and always like FaceTime them have like some type text or WhatsApp meeting or whatever and Mm -hmm. it'll be fine yeah also one thing was like when you're studying abroad you might also have friends from school who are studying abroad in different countries I'd say like don't get caught up in like saying oh their program's way better than mine or like you wish you were there or you should have went somewhere else because like once again social media is only a highlight reel like you don't know what struggles they're having and if you like find yourself comparing yourself to people literally just like ask like set up a call with your friend and like have a rant about like what's going on in each of your countries and like you'll probably feel better knowing that like you're both like having wins but also challenges along the way yeah like I can promise you no study abroad program is perfect like something is like going to go wrong at one point (laughs) yeah something's gonna make you uncomfortable at one point something's gonna make you like really happy like something's gonna go wrong on one of your trips like it, it all happens yeah also kind of like things that make you uncomfortable is like culture shock so I'm pretty sure like every university really like drills you on like what culture shock is and like how to deal with it. So we're just going to probably just I'll probably just say like two tips for this. But one is like talk like I was saying, talk with other people on your program and see if they're feeling the same. Most likely you guys all have the same complaints, struggles, things that are weirding you out. And also, if you are not sure if like what you're experiencing is like a part of the culture or just like something that you're just uncomfortable with, talk to your program manager. This happened with me and my roommate a lot because 
because like with our first first her host mom, like I was saying, she was kind of weird and like had some weird house rules. So we we're like, hey, is this normal for like a Spanish family or is she just particularly like anal about her stuff? And like some of the stuff she's like, yes, this is normal. But a lot of the stuff she's like, no, this is not like normal. We don't want our students in this type of environment. So you really, you know, should talk to people and see like, hey, like, is it normal that my family's eating at 10 p.m. for dinner? And then they'll be like, yes. So then you can't really do anything about it. But you'll be like, is it normal that my host mom yells at me every day? And they're like, no. And then like you'll switch host families. So certain things, you know, might surprise you and you can't really change someone's culture and like how they do things. But um, you can be better informed about what's going to go on and then like adjust your mindset about it. Cool. Oh, another thing to just be mindful of is just like making friends and like not only people in your program, but just like locals. Locals can Mm -hmm. be super helpful, super helpful when you're like trying to find things to do. You can always ask them for suggestions of like what food is good, like what activity you can do like in the area or whatever. But you also want to be super cautious with like, um, I guess like local friends that you make, like not everybody is a great person. So just like be careful Mm -hmm. like with who you're interacting with, especially if it's like a stranger you just met in a bar like that night or whatever. Yeah, like (laughs) maybe ask someone from your program to like go meet, like go in a group and like meet up with like people. Some people didn't do that. Some people were on like Bumble BFF, Tinder, like doing all that stuff. But like I am five feet tall, a woman, <laughs> like a foreigner, like I'm taking a friend with you, like yeah. to anything. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, just have common sense with that stuff. Yeah. So we're about to like, we're almost at the end of this episode. We're just, So we're just going to talk about budgeting really quick. And then we're just going to talk about now that we're back from abroad, like how do we feel? So quickly re- going into budgeting, like traveling is probably going to be like a big expense if you do weekend trips. So make sure you like plan in groups. Like as soon as you get to your country, like everyone is probably going to start thinking about like weekend trips and where they can go. So make sure you like, you know, hop into those conversations. For me, it was like, I didn't really know anyone who was on my program, but I really had to be intentional about like, if somebody mentioned a weekend trip, hopping in and saying like, hey, like I'm interested in that. Like, do you guys have flights? Do you guys need more people for your Airbnb? Because everyone's always down to save money. So if you can have an Airbnb with like five people versus two people, like people are always down. So don't be like scared to hop into those like conversations. Yeah, for sure. All right. So like now that you've been through the whole like abroad experience, you want to talk, we want to talk about like what the challenges are of just like going back home and readjusting, like what's post abroad really like. Yeah. And reverse culture shock is real. (laughs) (laughs) A wonderful world. (laughs) Uh, Uh, U.S. is trash. Basura. (laughs) Period. Every time I come back to U.S., I'm just like, the food is not fresh. Where's my fresh squeezed orange juice? The croissants (laughs) don't hit the same. Why is it dirty everywhere? Madrid is so clean. Like Spain is just a clean country in general, but Madrid is like, I was in the train, like the metro station one day and these people were like sanitizing the walls, mop lords. Like they were doing the whole thing. They was doing the whole nine yards. I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is very clean. And then I got back to New York and rats are everywhere. Like this is not okay. (laughs) Oh, also I never had a train delay in Spain and then here in New York. Yeah, like I've like the metro was never late. It was always like wow. Come okay. I'll say what else. Yeah. What, like, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say like what was like your culture shock experience or like what did you miss when you got home? Okay. Well, we already said this, but food was a big one. Like when I came home, I think I went out to dinner with my parents and like my stomach <laughs> was killing me like the whole night. <laughs> and then also, well, this probably wasn't like I don't know if it's like a reverse culture shock thing, but Spain like loves pork and ham, and right. that definitely like messed 
against my stomach up. And I, <laughs> this is mainly the re- reason why, like, I'm currently a vegetarian because I would be eating like a ham sandwich like every day. <laughs> wow. So Spain turned you vegetarian. Yeah. And That's we'll a get big into thing. that later. <laughs> but yeah, that definitely like messed up my stomach for a while. <laughs> so yeah, like big takeaways, like after that, like what I learned from study abroad. Basically, I'm so proud of myself for like going to class and like putting in an effort on like, I'd say like 70% of my assignments. <laughs> it got hard like after I, we were getting like we were getting like 40 page reading to do like in a night and I just that's when I just stopped doing it but yeah, no, <laughs> I, yeah. I put an effort on like class discussion and all that like my Spanish got a lot better so I'm like that was a takeaway like put an effort for the language and what else did I take away like not ev- oh my gosh no study abroad is perfect like and you have to really stay optimistic Um, yeah. like especially with my program like everyone was depressed with all the work and like no breaks and like your bank account gets low and <laughs> Jeez. there's a lot of ups and downs Whew. but yeah nothing a little wine can't fix <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. For me, I learned that, I mean, I kind of already knew that I loved to travel, but after that, like, especially this is my first time kind of like doing something on my own and not necessarily with like my aunt or just like family or whatever. So after that trip, I realized, okay, I definitely want to be like traveling more and like, I don't care if I have to do it by myself. Like, I don't care if it's with a group or not. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. like travel the world. Oh, like, yeah. You bet. After that, after the Nell study abroad, I would be like, where are you at? You'd be like, Puerto Rico. Then I'm going to Hong Kong. Then I'm going to Thailand. Then I am stopping at school just to pick up my homework that I missed. And thank I'd be like, sis. <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely an addiction at this point. Like I talk about travel and people think like I'm on crack. <laughs> like it's a, but yeah, I definitely learned I love to travel, but I also learned that like I don't necessarily want to pay a lot of money to do it or actually study while doing it. <laughs> so yeah. um, like would I do actual study abroad again? Probably not, but I would definitely travel for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like it's at the pace and it like helps you really realize like you can do this thing and you can do it for cheap if you want to yeah um i also learned that europe is just like a great place to like travel around so being it so for sure yeah that's like i mean after a while i feel like the country starts to look the same yeah everything <laughs> it, it's convenient but like i'm not gonna go back to europe for a while like i'm doing yeah, travel I'm like i'm ready to do like southeast asia i'm ready for some africa like i'm ready for some yeah. flavor like europe's yeah. bland because ain't no color for out sure. there but yeah it was cool while it lasted but would you do it again now? A study abroad yeah. in, in Salamanca? Or no, I definitely would not <laughs> study abroad again. Um, you want to study key, abroad again? My keyword is study. I don't think I would ever <laughs> do like classwork while. Yeah, I, if, I'm go, if I'm going if, to a country for a long period of time, it better not be to take classes. Like I want to live my life. I want to relax at a beach every day. I want to yeah. have income coming in and also just like live my best life. Ooh. Yeah, sure. yeah, school literally ruined study abroad period yeah <laughs> I mean yeah I would definitely go back to Salamanca though I did love it it's a great like little college town slash party mini city I guess I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah Madrid was cool I would go back to like actually I would go back because with Spain like you can go for 90 days without a visa like I probably would randomly go for like just, just to like for, like two months <laughs> yes like that because the grocery store is so cheap like and you could just go <laughs> shopping and like people in Spain are so unbothered so you literally like nobody would notice you and like <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe one day, like if I ever disappear for two months, I'm so because I like already lived it. Like I already know how to navigate it. So yeah. I feel more comfortable going there for like a long period than like somewhere new. Yeah, I get that. Cool. Okay. Well, hopefully after all of this, you know, <laughs> we had three parts to Oh the yeah, study this abroad. is the last part. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, if you're like thinking about studying abroad, I hope we didn't like change your mind about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of negative. But no, yeah. there's a lot of positive. If you want to like I have vlogs from my time in Spain. So if you like Google Joy Wade vlogs, like I have vlogs from all my weekend trips. You can see like the fun part of study abroad. Like went out. It was like yeah. nightlife. We didn't we didn't talk that much about nightlife. Yeah, I'll say we'll probably talk more about the nightlife, like when in we, our nightlife episode. nightlife episode. Okay, yeah. Cool. But yeah, nightlife abroad is different, bro. I can't wait for that episode. It's gonna be fun. We're just gonna talk about like crazy things and expose ourselves. So <laughs> yeah, thanks guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, especially for that nightlife episode, and share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. But we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed to receive new episodes every Tuesday and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We also love to talk to you guys on social media. So share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging at Melanin and Miles to start chatting with us.